Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. I get to be their voice again, I guess. Uh, you've seen this clip before. You know Tom Hanks is uh, prosecuting, and he says, I want the truth. And the uh, Tom Hanks, I'm sorry, Tom Cruise, just another liberal actor. One of the liberal actors uh, from Hollywood uh, talking to another liberal actor in Hollywood saying, I want the truth, and him saying, you can't handle the truth. Truth is talked about a lot. Um, it is definitely been said that truth is def different for everyone, but I told you last week that I'd beg to differ with that. I beg to differ with the idea that truth is different for everyone. There is a standard by which we operate. There is a standard that we judge whether something is true or not. It's His Word. That is the standard. It, it will never change. It will never fluctuate. His Word is always true. And so it uh, doesn't really matter whether we can handle the truth whether we like the truth, whether we're comfortable with the truth, whether we enjoy the truth, whether it's our favorite truth, doesn't really matter. It's still truth. And, and so we are dealing with that. And so last week we began to drop some truth bombs. A truth bomb is defined as this. It's a fact spoken in clear, easy to understand terms without bias. So I've been trying to drop some truth. Let me tell you some truth about me. Here's some truth about Steve. I hate to move. I can't stand it. It is, one of, it is one of the least favorite activities I have ever experienced in my life. I'm really not sure why. I, well, yeah, I, I know why. I like routine and I like things to be the same. I do not like to move. I don't, there's this, this idea of boxing stuff up and knowing that you're getting ready to unbox it. It would be different if we're boxing it up, like to leave it boxed up, but to box it up, to unbox it. And then, the, then you couple that with this. When you box it up, you don't know where anything is. I know where everything is right now. I know it's a mess, but I know where everything is, right? I don't want nobody messing with my stuff. And so then when you put it all in a box and you're not even, you try to label it like, you know, like Steve's junk, and, but, but it's not specific enough and you don't know. The, the, the thing that you haven't used in months, all of a sudden it's, you desperately need it. And you can't find it. But, the, but there's even a higher echelon of, of dislike and disdain in moving. It's hanging stuff on the new walls. I would rather live with nothing on the walls. I would, I would rather take pictures of the old place with the stuff on the walls and pull it up on my phone and say this is what it looks like when you got stuff on the walls. It doesn't help me that I'm a perfectionist and I can literally see an eighth of an inch of difference when something's crooked. It doesn't help. And so I don't like to move. Well, with all of that said, let me tell you the truth this morning and let me make a prophetic declaration over some of you this morning. It's moving day. It's moving day. I want you to join me in a very short passage of Scripture that I want to draw to your attention and just a couple of uh, truths that we need to see out of this. It's 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 3. Listen to what the Bible says. It says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your 
way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. So here is the truth bomb that I want to drop on you today. Very simple truth bomb this morning is simply this. There are clearly times in Scripture when God allowed mourning over loss, but there are also times that you need to move instead of mourn. Okay, couldn't get no help, but I'm just going to say that again. Here's the truth bomb for you this morning. There are some of you in this room this morning that need to capture this truth in your own life. You need to move instead of mourning. See, here's here's the backdrop. Samuel was used by God to select and anoint the very first king of Israel. The Bible tells us that Samuel was called on to pour oil on on Saul's head and to name him as Israel's first king. That anointing in that particular instance started a long enduring relationship between Samuel and Saul. They were interconnected. They couldn't get away from one another. He had anointed him as king. Now God steps onto the scene because of Saul's pride and because of his rebellion and because of the hardness of his heart and the sin in his life. God taps David or Samuel and says, dust off the anointing oil and dust off your horn and fill it with oil because I have a new king selected and now I want you to go anoint the new king. The only problem was, was that Samuel had an emotional investment in the old king. The only problem was is that Samuel had this attachment, this nostalgia, all these memories attached to Saul. And so now Saul, Samuel is in danger of missing the new king because he's wrapped up in the old king. All right. And so what I'm saying to you is if we are not careful, we have a tendency to miss the new that God wants to do in our lives simply because we're so wrapped up in the old Because we are familiar with it. We don't want to move. We don't want to box things up. We don't want to change our routine. We don't want anybody to mess with our stuff. And so we will literally miss the new because we're attached to the old. We cannot continue to reach for what God has rejected. That was good. I'll amen myself. We cannot reach for what God rejected has rejected. Some of you are mourning over things that God has rejected out of your life and you fail to move. I I just need you to understand this morning that you can pour all the oil you want to pour on Saul and God was not going to anoint him anymore. He would have just been slicker than he already was. He would have just had like pimples pop up on his face for too much oil. Some of y'all don't know my experience. That's my testimony. All right, so much oil that you just, he would have broken up, but he would have never been more anointed again because God was done with him. Okay, all right. Because he had a new king in waiting. Some of us are still trying to pour oil on things that God will never anoint again. Let me say that one more time. Some of us are praying over things that God will never anoint again. Some of us are begging for things that God will never anoint again. Some of us are holding on for things that God will never anoint again. He's moved on. We haven't moved on. And I am saying to you this morning is this, is if we are not careful, we will allow mourning to cause us to lose moments. 
I need you to understand this morning that the opportunities of a lifetime are only found in the lifetime of the opportunity. And if you spend all of your time mourning over a lost opportunity, you will miss the new opportunity that God is sending your way. And if we are not careful, what we will do is we will move with our feet, but we will never move with our heart. And some of you have moved on with your feet but your heart is still connected to the old and your heart is still connected to things that God has done with and you mourn over those things and God is saying it's time to move. It is moving day. Our grief can become a gully that we cannot conquer. We are in a different location physically, but we're never load, we never load up spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And so although the scenery is different, the issues are the same. We haven't moved. God challenges Samuel by asking him this question. Why are you mourning when you're supposed to be moving? I have identified for you what you're supposed to do. How long will you continue to mourn over what I'm finished with? How long will you pine for a situation? How long will you mourn over a season that I have closed? How long will you long to go back into a chapter of your life that I'm already finished with? When I'm calling you to move. I want to tell you today that it's time to move instead of mourning. I want to tell you that some of you have been in years of counseling and it's time to move without mourning. I want to say to you that they broke your heart and you wish for old days, but it's time to move without mourning. I want to say that some of you have endured the injustice, but it's time to move without mourning. You have been lied on, but it's time to move without mourning. You've been cheated, but it's time for you to move without mourning. Some of you, you your dad didn't show up when you needed him. It's time to move without mourning. Some of, your, some of you, your mother didn't come through like you thought she would. It's time to move without morning for some of you your kids chose their friends over you it's time to move without morning for some of you an employer made promises they never kept it's time to move without mourning your ex decided to destroy you instead of exiting quietly it's time for you to move without mourning why are you weeping over what God is already finished with what keeps you bound in grief that God is through with I want to say some things to you this morning. Some of you are struggling to really love the spouse that you have right now because you're still mourning the spouse that walked out of your life. Some of you are struggling to embrace new friendships. You keep a guard up. Ooh, that one flew back at me. You, you keep a guard up and you won't let anybody get really close because you're still mourning over the friend that betrayed you 20 years ago. Some of you are struggling to really get involved in this church. Even though God led you here, because we do believe that God orders the steps of righteous men and women, right? You didn't just see a sign and walk in. God ordered your steps to come into this house. But some of you have, are, have continued and are continuing to struggle to really embrace and to really get involved and to really become part of the body life because you keep longing for a church that God was through with in your life anyway. And if he allowed you to go back now, it wouldn't even be the same. But you continue to mourn. Oh, if it could just, we could just do, we could just sing the songs we used to sing. And if 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 the preacher would just preach like he used to preach. And and if I just could do, come on now, move. That season is over. You can't go back. God is saying, I'm not anointing that anymore. Move without mourning, or you will miss the anointed one that God is pointing out and positioning for you now. Notice that. Samuel could not anoint David 
until he moved on from Saul. Listen, you will never be able to release the anointing that is in your life if you are parked in your past. Some of you were anointed for something in previous seasons of your life, and you keep mourning over the loss of that anointing. And now God is filling you with new anointing, and he has new things for you to do, and new roles for you to fill, and new, new gifts to exercise, and new people to impact. But you will never release this new anointing as long as you're parked in your past. David never gets anointed as king as long as Samuel continues to weep over Saul. Perhaps the most painful and profound example of this truth bomb is found in the lowest moment of David's life. I'm not going to read it to you. I'll just reference it. You can read it for yourself. It's in 2 Samuel chapter 12. David has been confronted by a prophet due to his sin, the sin of adultery and the sin of murder. His mistress Bathsheba gives birth to a son. And the prophet declares, David, I will not kill you, but the punishment will fall on your son, and your son will die. Y'all remember? You remember what happens? The word goes forth, and the baby becomes sick. And according to uh, Scripture, what takes place is David hears the death sentence that has been issued by the prophet. And the Bible says that he immediately goes into a season of prayer and fasting. In fact, I wish you would go read it for yourself and read the whole account because what we discover, read it in a couple different versions because what you discover is in, in the beginning, Scripture says this, he slept on the floor. He wouldn't even go to his own bed. He was so distraught and so wanted to see God deal with this situation that he slept on the floor. Later, when you read it again in a different version further on in the account, it doesn't, it doesn't even say that. It says although he was laying on the floor, he couldn't sleep. He didn't sleep for seven days. He fasted and he prayed. He would, not, he would eat nothing. And so, so his servants get nervous because they see the, the despair and the distraught king. And they're wondering what they're going to do. And for seven long days he will not sleep. He will not bathe. He will not eat. He will not nothing. He's totally distraught. He's so upset. And finally the boy dies. And his servants begin to murmur and talk and, and, and they're whispering quietly because they're literally afraid for David's life because here's their mindset. Wouldn't this make sense to you? They're like, man, if, if, if the king was this upset while the baby was alive, what is going to be his response when he discovers that the baby is dead? And so they're just whispering in the corners. And David, being the wise man that he was, figures out something's wrong. And so he walks up to the servants and he says, so, so my son is dead, right? I see you talking here in the corner. My son must be dead. And hesitantly they respond, yes, the baby is dead. But I want you to see what happens. The Bible says that David immediately does some things. He washes his face. He combs his hair. He goes to the sanctuary. He worships. And then he goes home and eats. And when his servants are taken back by this change of countenance and change of actions and change of attitude, they come to him and they say, 
Why aren't you weeping now? The baby's dead. Why aren't you awake now? Why, why are you eating now? What, what in the world is going on? And David makes this statement. David understood the truth bomb this morning. He says, my tears can't bring the baby back. He moved instead of mourning. And some of you are still mourning as if something is alive that has been dead for a long time. Some of you, you're, I, I just need you to understand this morning that, that no amount of tears will ever resurrect what is now dead. Move. Some of you are crying, and I'm telling you, your crying won't cause it to change. Move. Some of you are down in a depression, and I'm telling you, your depression will never produce a do-over. Move. Wash your face and move. Comb your hair, if you have any, and move. Dry your eyes and pack. Wipe your face and call you haul. Roll out the bubble wrap. Cushion your valuables because it's moving day. It's moving day. It's time for you to move. No more regret, no more tears, no more stagnation, no more stuck, no more longing for what it used to be, no more crying for what it used to be, no more hoping against hope for what it used to be. It is time to move. Here is the, the lesson that David teaches us. It, it is a great, if you want, some of y'all need a recipe. So let me give you a recipe right now. Get up, clean up, wash up. Worship up. It's moving day. If you need a recipe, get up. Get out of your morning. Get out of your stink. Get out of your funk. And get up and wash up and clean up and look up and worship up. And it's time to move. It's time to move. David shares insight into this concept in Psalm chapter 23. We love to, we love to quote it. And he makes the, it's, it's the, it's the shadow of death passage. Y'all know this, this. We all learn this as children. We got to quote this. We just don't know how to apply it. I noticed something. He said, though we walk. He didn't say if. He didn't say if we walk through the shadow of the valley of death. He said, though. It is a given. L listen, this journey that we're in, in relationship with God and in life is about death. This is a journey of death. It's the death of, uh, uh, of dreams. It's the death of relationships. It's the death of seasons. It's the death of, uh, of moments. That, this is all about death. David recognized that. He doesn't say if you walk through the shadow valley of death. He said though. Though you walk. But here's the key word that we never emphasize. Through. Through. I'm going to say it again because through, though we walk through, I don't park in death. I don't wallow in death. I don't set up residence in death. I don't plan my whole life around death. I don't get stuck in death. I don't remember death. I don't fail. This is death. But, 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 but through, though I walk through I'm supposed to according to David who had all kinds of death in his life sons died his children died his dreams died at different times 
his marriage died. He says, you're going to walk into death-filled situations, but you're going to walk through, through, through. When, let me, let me tell you this, that God confronts Samuel about mourning rather than moving. And he informs Samuel of this truth. He says, I have rejected Saul as king. And I need you to go anoint David as the next king. We know that passage. We know that part. But did you know that on the day that Samuel poured oil on David's head, from that moment forward, he never saw Saul face to face again. From that moment, when the oil left the, the horn and it cascaded down David's brow, from that moment forward, Samuel never had another face-to-face encounter with Saul. He teaches us that we cannot continue to revisit what God has rejected. I need you to understand that you don't need to re- continue to revisit the bad memories. I need you to hear that you don't need to play the scenario over and over and over and over and over again in your mind. I need you to hear me this morning. You don't need to relive the pain every day of your life. You don't need to rehash the betrayal. You don't need to go back through and think through the brutality of what you endured. You don't need to let the brokenness become like a broken record that plays over and over in your psyche and in your mind. You don't need to relive the hurt. You don't need to relive the pain, the hate. You don't need to relive the heartache. If God has said he is through with it, then listen to me very carefully. And if you don't catch anything else, this please catch this. If God has said he's through with it, then our visitation rights have been revoked. And some of you continue to revisit what God has been done with for seasons in your life. And you're stagnated and you're parked in your past. And what I am telling you this morning is God is saying you no longer have visitation rights. Because you cannot visit And vacate at the same time. As long as you continue to revisit those things, you will continue to mourn over those things. And long for those things. And be bound by those things. And so I just want to tell I just want to drop a truth bomb on you this morning. Some of y'all need to move. It's moving day. I know what you went through hurt. And I know what you endured brought pain. But some of y'all are still singing the same sad song that you sung 22 years ago. It comes around, you've got it on your calendar. On this day in January of 2001, she did this to me. I'm asking you to move. I'm asking you to take it out of your calendar. You don't have visitation rights anymore. God is done with that. I need for some of you to understand that when you were six years old, somebody somewhere did you wrong. Was it bad? Yes. Was it brutal? Yes. Did it break your heart? Yes. But it doesn't have to dictate the rest of your life. And there's an anointing on the inside of you that if you would ever move beyond what happened to you 48 years ago, God would be able to use you in a powerful way. It's moving day. It's moving day. Pack your bags and move. Quit crying over what God has done with. Here's my question for you this morning. What are you mourning over that God is through with? 
What in your life has God clearly indicated? I'm done with that. And you still sit around and weep and moan and wish and hope, praying prayers of faith that will never be answered. You, you missed that. Some of you are praying prayers of faith that will never be answered because you were supposed to move. And so now, here's the result. You pray prayers of faith that are never answered and they cause you to become faithless. And, and so now when you need to exercise faith for the new season that God has called you into, you don't have any faith left because you used it all up trying to have faith for something that God said a long time ago, move. I'm done with that move. I'm done with that job. I'm done with that relationship. I'm done with that season. I'm done with that person. Move. And so this morning, I'm asking you to quit moving, quit, quit mourning, and do what I hate doing more than anything else. Pack up and move. Father, this morning, under the sound of my voice, I know there are folks in this room who have gone into seasons of death. That is part of life. Under the sound of my voice, there are different individuals sitting in this room right now and some watching over the internet that have endured seasons of death. They have watched relationships fall to the side. It wasn't what they chose, but it's the reality of their life. God, there are individuals under the sound of my voice that thought they would be at the job they love for the rest of their life. And now they're not. God, there are folks under the sound of my voice that had friends that they thought were lifelong friends that betrayed them they look around and they're lonely Father there are folks under the sound of my voice that had dreams and now they find themselves consumed by a nightmare Father, although we know that you allow us to mourn at different times in our life, I just believe that prophetically it's moving day. Father, I'm praying that right now individuals would hear your voice instead of mine. And we would sincerely hear your voice ask us this question, why are you mourning? when it's time to move. And God, there are folks in here that are still part in the past. They have such a high level of anointing in their life that they cannot exercise simply because they're wrapped up in the past. God, I'm asking you this morning to help us to learn from your servant, David. And when we recognize that we have witnessed a season of death, I pray that we would get up. We would clean up. We would worship up. 
so that we can have faith again. So that our hope will rise again. And God, I'll honestly admit that I don't like to move. But I know there are folks in this room that don't like to move either. Some of us have become very, 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 very comfortable in mourning. In fact, we're so comfortable with it that we've become professionals at longing for the past, pointing to the past, talking about the past living in the past. And I'm asking you this morning to revoke some visitation rights. I'm asking you to revoke our visitation rights because we want to vacate into freedom. I want you to stand with me this morning. done with that you've been mourning over it's moving day pack your bags and move every head bowed no one looking around if you're one of those that's struggling to get past your past you're one that's been mourning if you're one that's been using all your faith up on something that God is not going to bring back and you're tired of living like that and you feel like you're parked and you recognize this you recognize this morning that it's time to move would you just raise your hand with me nobody looking around that's what I thought that's what I thought. God, I'm asking you to do a deep work. In the quietness of this moment. these would be the last tears that would stream down our face over what we've lost. And I, I pray instead that if we cry now, it would be tears of joy for what's ahead. I, would you do this with me? Just under your breath, would you begin to say, it's time for me to move? It's time for me to move. It is time for me to move. Come on, let that rise up in your spirit. It is time for me to move. It is time for me to move. It is time for me 
to move. Come on, let it rise up in you until it gets you motivated to move. It is time. It is time. It's high time. It's past time. It's time. It's time for me to move. It's time for me to move. It's time. It's time. It is time for me to move. It is time for me to move. And now would you say this? This is my moving day. Come on, just, would you just let that, if you raise your hand, would that just become a declaration of faith this morning? It's moving day. I'm going to be able to point back to this date in my life. It, this was moving day, October the 9th, 2016. I packed my bags. I got my valuables. I loaded the truck. I moved. I was never the same after this day. I, this, this, this is moving day for me. A visitation rights. have been revoked if you raise your hand I don't know if you've got room to do this but, but, but you might need to step out into the aisle but I want you to get a little room and I'm going to count to three and we're going to do this together as a prophetic act we're going we're to say it's my moving day uh, it was just a small step, but it was a step. I, I, I'm not as broken as I was. And on the count of three, it's it, it's my moving day. So I take another little step, and and it was just a small step. But 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 I'm not as broken as I used to be, and I'm not as down as I was. And and one, two, three, it's my moving day. And so now, although I used to struggle to worship, but now I, I I just feel it a little more, and I I've got joy down in my heart. So one, two, three, it's moving day, and just another little step and and I don't think about it like I used to and it doesn't invade my nighttime dreams and it's not part of my memory anymore and I can I can visit but I don't mourn and and, and so one two three it's moving day and now I find myself and and I'm not broken and depressed like I was and I know it's not going to change but I'm all right with it and I'm becoming more satisfied and content in my present circumstances so one two three it's moving day and all of a sudden I look back and and I realize I'm not where I used to be and I'm a long ways down the road and God has set me free would you just do that with me right now everybody in the room everybody in the room get you some space push somebody out of the way say I'm sorry if I was rude but it's moving day just get you some space here we go one two three it's my moving day come on one more time would you do it again one two three it's my moving day uh, one more time one two three it's my moving day we're on a journey Tari on the count of three one uh, no baby step now I, I'm ready to make a leap one two three it's my moving day I'm stepping out one more time one two three it's my moving day and and, and again one more time one two three it's my moving day <laughs> thank you Jesus so now I've got faith again and now I've got joy again let faith arise let let faith arise. 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 Come on. Let your faith arise this morning.
Oh, worship up, worship up, worship up. further down the road than we were. We simply say this. I can't go back. I won't go back. I cannot go back. And Lord, I've even matured to this point. I don't want to go back. Because if I went back, you wouldn't be there because you're here and so would you just say that with me this morning but I want you to do it I want you to get like like rude I, I want you to get like salty I want you to get a little bit I, w- I want you to get some swag about it I, I, I don't I can't go back no I want I want I like I want I like I, I want you to get like up in the devil's face point your finger at him. You can even shake, do that little thing with the neck that some people can do. I can't do. I'd have to go to the chiropractor, but, but I, I, I just want you to just wag, you can wag your, maybe you want to wag your finger, 
but, but you're talking to the enemy that tries to pull you back because he's going to try to pull you back. As soon as you get outside, he's going to try to pull you back. And I just want you to tell him, I cannot go back. Come on, tell him real quick. Just get salty with him. I, I, I just need to draw the line in the sand. I, this is a, my, I don't have any rights of visitation beyond this right here. I, 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 I cannot. I, I, come on, get real strong with him. I, I will not. I will not. I refuse to go back. Because it's moving day. <laughs> and I moved. So now I'm going to have to notify you and everybody else where I live. Because I ain't getting my mail no more. I, I ain't there no more. So Father, once and for all, I pray that we would actually live what we've talked about today. And I pray that old mail would begin to pile up. The old accusations the fear, the anxiety would begin to pile up on the porch of that old location and there would be no forwarding address. And we would live in the freedom that you've called us to and that we've experienced because we've moved. I ask you to seal this word in our hearts today and I pray all week long we would just keep on moving. Keep on moving. And we'll give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Would you just give somebody a high five before you're seated real quick and say, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Some of y'all just need to say bye, Felicia. <laughs> leave your past behind. The devil wants you to stay there, but... Leave your past behind. Amen. Oh, come on now. Y'all leave your past behind. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.